welcome to the Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice. I hope you are well. This week, I'm talking about how you go from planned with your podcast to published with your podcast. But before I go any further, I feel I owe you a huge big thank you. Thank you for coming back to listen to another episode after you heard last week's episode, which, as you will know, wasn't entirely planned. And let's be honest, the unplanned part was not what I would call my finest work. But I hope that that has showed you the difference between what happens when you plan your episodes and when you don't plan your episodes. This week, I'm kind of done with planning And what I want to do is show you how you can get from planned to published. And there's a few things that can stop you from making this leap. So I'm here today to help you get over some of those pitfalls that stop you from publishing your podcast. So what is it that is stopping you from moving your podcast from planned to published? Well, when I've been speaking with my clients and working with my clients, the biggest issue tends to be fear fear of the podcast not being good enough, fear about what other people are going to think or say, fear of it being a failure. And I get it. I really do get it. Just because I love podcasting and think podcasting is easy doesn't mean there's stuff in my business that I do that doesn't scare me. There's lots of stuff that I do in my business that scares me. This time last week, in fact, I was in London at an event and in the 48 hours running up to it, I was ready to cancel because I was scared and I was scared that I'd be found out. I was scared nobody would like me and I was scared I'd look silly, make mistakes and just be out of my depth, really. Now, as far as I know, nobody's found me out just yet. Get in. People seemed to like me. I've made Facebook friends and LinkedIn friends from the event. And it absolutely was not a mistake attending. I was in the right room, as they say. In fact, it's going to totally change my life and my business. But that is not for this podcast. So what did I do to stop myself from being scared of going? Quite simply, I wrote down the worst things that could happen by going and the best things that could happen by going. I then decided that the best things that could happen by going were absolutely worth the risk of the worst things happening. Now, did this stop me being scared? Not really, but I stopped being terrified. And then I turned that scared, that into, okay, excited, nervous. And I also did my usual trick of just escaping into a few podcasts, some comedy podcasts in particular on the train and as I walked to the event itself to just calm myself down and place me firmly back in the room as it is. So if it's fear that's stopping you from publishing, then take a moment to just understand what you are worried about. Write it down, write it down along with the benefits of publishing your podcast and just Make sure that the benefits of publishing your podcast outweigh the fear of the risks. Because it breaks my heart that if you've got as far as planning your podcast, I don't want you to let it all go to waste. You've put all the work in. You've got some brilliant content ready to go. Let's make sure that content gets out there. 
it deserves to go out there. You should be putting your your content out there as a podcast because people need to hear your voice. Now, the other issue that crops up time and time again is the issue of perfectionism. Your podcast needs to be perfect before it can go out. No, it doesn't. And to prove it doesn't, here's the first 20 seconds or so of my very first podcast, Cultural Quarter of an Hour, a podcast all about culture in Stoke-on-Trent. Don't laugh, it's a blinking good topic. And it's a podcast that I originally spent months planning. In fact, I planned it to within an inch of its life. In fact, I almost killed it before it was born because I thought it needed to be some BBC Radio 4 award-winning documentary level type podcast, which let me tell you, is borderline impossible if you don't have a BBC Radio 4 budget or BBC Radio 4 team working with you, obviously. So instead, I grabbed my mobile phone and recorded on that. Have a listen. What a few days it's been for Stoke-on-Trent. On Friday, we found out the city was shortlisted for the UK City of Culture 2021. Now, we're up against places like Swansea, Paisley, Sunderland and Coventry. Social media went absolutely bonkers on Friday night and Stoke-on-Trent itself was trending on Twitter. Can you believe it? It is far from perfect. You can hear the popping, the bit where the... Peas go all over the place. It's a bit breathy, but you know what? It got done, and I had to get it done that weekend because there was a really big announcement coming out about the City of Culture bid with Stoke on Trent. I knew that it was going to be shortlisted that weekend, or it was going to be announced that the city had been shortlisted. So I had a deadline that I had to meet. So sometimes getting yourself a deadline that you have to meet is one of the best things you can do to just stop that fear and that perfectionism from taking over. Because let's be honest, I'm now here four years and many, many microphones down the line running my own podcast business. And if I hadn't sucked up the imperfections and just gone for it, I would still be planning that first podcast. I would still probably be working in radio or heaven forbid something else. I would have gone back to marketing and communications and I would have been miserable and regretting not doing anything sooner. Don't let that be you. Don't be miserable because of your podcast not going out there. And it's not just mental blocks that stop you from publishing your podcast. There's also the technical and the faffy elements as well. And they can equally mean your amazing podcast is destined to stay well and truly in your planning folder or indeed just written down in your podcast planning toolkit available to buy from charlotte-foster.co.uk. Ka-ching! That's my plug. So technical wise, there's a few things that you need to get over. First of all, there's the actual recording. How are you going to record? Where are you going to record? And what about if you have guests? What kit do you need? What about editing? Now, I go into all of these sorts of things in a lot more detail in lots of the episodes, but the best one you want to listen to if you're worried about kit and editing and all that sort of stuff, episode number 50. It's called The Best Podcast Kit to Use If You're Not a Tech Geek. But here's the too long didn't listen version if you haven't got time to go back to that one. 
If you've got a one-person podcast, so you've got no guests, it's really simple. You can record onto your laptop or your computer directly. I'm recording this directly into my computer. A really simple way is to just start recording into Zoom. So we've all used Zoom. We're all Zoomed out. But here's the thing. You're so used to Zoom. It's a nice, safe option for you. So you can use Zoom to record your podcasts. I often have clients who record their solo podcast straight into Zoom because it's what they know best. It's what they're comfortable with and it helps them get the podcast out. Is the audio quality as good as if you'd recorded into software designed for vocal recording? Well, here's the thing. No, it's not. But is it good enough? Yes. Yes, it can be. And let's be honest, if you're bringing great content and great value to your audience, they will forgive the ever so slight audio not being perfect. If you are a Mac user, you've got GarageBand pre-installed for you on your on your Mac, whether it's a laptop or, or a desktop. And it actually has some preloaded settings to make your voice sound super good, super sexy. That's not sexy at all, is it? I stick to natural if I'm using GarageBand, but do you know what? Some of them can be quite fun to play around with. If you're a Windows user, you've got the Windows Voice Recorder. It's free and from what I've seen, I'm not a Windows user, it's really simple to use. And there are also various editing softwares that you can get that record you can record directly into as well. I'll talk more about editing a bit in a moment, otherwise it'll all get messy. You will need a microphone, but I have good news for you because it doesn't have to be expensive. In fact, the best microphone for you is the one you already have. I stole that line from my friend Ant McGinley and he's right, although as always, don't tell him I said that. Um, And I'm 99% sure you've already got a good enough microphone to start because your phone headphones, your phone earpods, if you're a bit posher than me, still haven't upgraded to earpods, are more than fine to be recording your podcast on. And if the comfort of knowing that you know, they are okay, is what it takes to get you to record your podcast, then use them. Otherwise, if you do want to get a bit of fancy pants, you can go out and get yourself a a USB microphone that will plug straight into your computer and you can start recording. Yeah, it is that simple. Plug it in. If you've got um, a new MacBook and you've only got the USB-C, you will need to get a USB adapter. And I've not noticed any difference in sound quality for having the adapter. So don't worry about that. Um, I know sometimes quality can be a bit iffy when you've got adapters and stuff, but actually uh, getting the adapter from the USB-C to the normal big chunky USB port, it worked fine for me. I love how I sound like I know what I'm talking about. We'll go with it. Yeah, it really is that simple. You buy a USB microphone, plug it in and you're away. There are other options out there for recording your podcast, including getting recording, uh, like special podcast recorders. But I'm trying to keep this as simple as possible. So you have no excuse to go, oh, I'm just overwhelmed by it all. So you are going to take your podcast and plan to publish because I've given you some very simple options. If you've got more than one person on your podcast, so it could be guests or co-hosts, life doesn't have to be more complicated. Woohoo! There are some, <laughs> cheering myself. There are some great options. And yes, Zoom is one of them again. As I keep saying, if Zoom is your safe space, your happy place that you know you can work on it, 
then use it. And let's be honest, most of your guests are all likely to have used it already. So you're not having to get them learning another piece of software or anything. So I'm a big fan of just getting it sorted and getting it done. But there are a few Zoom tips and I talk about these in in that episode, in episode 50 about how you can record properly on your on using Zoom. Other good options to use are more specific podcast recording apps, websites. I I describe it to people as my online recording studio, which sounds much posher than it is. They are a lot of them set up a lot like Zoom. So you have or Skype. Do you remember Skype in the old days? A lot of them are like that, but they are designed specifically for podcasters to do recordings on. So you've got Riverside, Zencaster and Squadcast. They're the three main ones that I know people use. I use Riverside and I think it's brilliant. Other people will sing the praises of Zencaster. Other people will sing the praises of, of Squadcast. Everyone has their own one that they like. The good news is most of them, I think all three of them do offer a free serve or a free trial. So you can have a play around and decide which one works for you. They're really simple to use. Honestly, they really, really are. Only you need to have an account. And for all of them, I think this is. And then you'll get a link to send to the other person who is going to be on that recording. They don't need to download any software beforehand, which I think is a benefit over Zoom because everybody needs to have Zoom installed. And of course, it's better audio quality as well, which is a win. You know, if we can do the best, let's go for the best. If you are venturing out to real life recordings, real life recordings, yes, they're happening again. You will need to have a microphone per person do not skimp on this because if you do skimp, that is not have a, and have one microphone between two, three, four, whatever, it's going to sound like everyone's on hands-free. It's not great. The other thing I would say is just beware, two USB microphones plugged into the same computer can cause issues with not being, with one of them not being picked up. It's all the way to do that USB works. I think it's the universal part of USB. Um, so just be aware of that. You will either have to have a set, different setup or figure something out, two laptops, whatever you're going to do. But the good news is the Rode Mini USB, that's the mini version, not the one I have, the little tiny one. Um, those mini USB microphones now have a bit of software that gets around that issue. So you can use one computer and all the different USB points uh, with your different microphones. I'm just going to throw it out there. I've not used it because I don't have those little microphones. However, I've heard people say that it does work and everyone's happy with it. So I'd recommend you go down that route if that's the way you want to go. So we've done our recording. We're in person. We're at home. Wherever we are, the recording has been done. Then comes the editing, which, of course, if you've not spent the last 20 years or so of your life doing editing, it feels quite daunting. Just even the word editing. The simplest editing is no editing, which really does make life easy. But you probably want to get rid of those big mistakes the sneezes and the burps, just me, and coughing fits rather than just start recording all over again. Because there's nothing more frustrating than getting to about two paragraphs left of what you wanted to say and either really making a big mistake, coughing, sneezing, whatever, and thinking, I've got to start all over again. So when it comes to editing, you've got a couple of options. Number one, you can do it yourself. Number two, get somebody else to do it. 
If you are going to be doing it yourself, the first thing to note is not all editing software is created equally. And much like the ways that you can record people online, we all have our favorites. One person will tell you the system they use is the best and another will tell you differently. I use Adobe Audition because I think it's really simple and intuitive. Now, I think it's simple and intuitive because I've been using it for more years than I care to think about. It's very similar to what I used when I was working in radio. I would go so far as to say Audacity is probably simpler to use, though. It's basic, although that's not a negative. So it doesn't have all the flashing lights and shiny things that something like Adobe Audition has. If you just want to trim the beginning and end of your podcast and take out those really obvious mistakes and add an intro and an outro that you've recorded previously, Audacity is perfect and it's free. Adobe Audition is not free and I get really riled that I'm paying every month around £20 to use it and it's a continual thing. I can't just buy it as a fee one-off. No, it's on a subscription and this is me ranting about it. And yes, I should use Audacity because it's free, but I, I've just, I can't be bothered to learn a new one when I've got all my shortcuts in my head for Adobe Audition. There you go. So that's it. We have our podcast episodes recorded. We have them edited. We just need to get them out there because it's all well and good. These beautiful pieces of audio sitting on our computers. How do we get them out there? Well, this is another place it can feel a bit much. And I know when I was first starting, this bamboozled me to begin with. The good news is, is I think it's become a lot easier than it was four years ago. So first things first, you need to choose a podcast host. So when I talk about a podcast host, I'm not talking about the place where podcasts are played. So not your Apple podcasts, your Spotify, your Google podcasts. This is the place that you will upload your podcasts to who will then distribute your podcasts to those podcast players and apps. It's very similar to having a person, a person, <laughs> a company that hosts your website. Does that make sense? Good. Lots of companies out there offering podcast hosting. I use Captivate and personally, I don't think there's anybody else out there right now providing a better value for money service. Now, they're not the cheapest because prices start at £17 a month and other options are around about the beginning. The beginner's side of it are about £10 a month. And even cheaper, I guess, um, is Anchor. Arguably, Anchor's the cheapest because Anchor is free. Now, Anchor absolutely does the job of getting your podcast out. But if you're after deep analytics and ongoing support, and when I say ongoing support, I mean constant trainings, constant updates, and a real kind of oomph, I would say, then I would go with Captivate. Now, if you're thinking £17 a month, I hadn't really budgeted for that, start off with Anchor and then move to a paid service when it's right for you. Switching is fairly simple. I've switched a few times from different podcast hosts, so it must be simple if I can do it. And there's not much that you need to change and most of them will do all the legwork for you. What I can't do now is explain to you how you're going to get your podcast from your computer onto the podcast host because each podcast host has a different way of getting your audio up and out there. So you'll have to follow their instructions. 
but mostly they're really simple. Essentially, you are uploading your audio to them and then what they're doing is sorting out your RSS feed and an RSS feed is what podcast playing apps such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all that, amongst others, are reading to get your podcast. Honestly, it sounds more confusing than it is. You just go on your podcast, your chosen podcast host and follow the instructions. As part of your setup with your podcast host, when you first log on and get all sorted, you'll probably end up having to fill out some information about your podcast. So it tends to be a general summary, whether it contains explicit language, rude, and of course, your podcast categories. Now, the categories are where your podcast is listed and can be found and importantly, where it charts. Do not, do not, do not, do not be tempted to put your podcast in a category that doesn't fit your podcast subjects just because you think you might get a chance of topping the chart in that category. Number one, it's shady as. Number two, you look daft when you get, when you do that. Daft, desperate, delusional. I've run out of D words, but that's what happens. And number three, you will get caught out. Don't do it. You're better than that. Moving on. You'll also need your podcast cover art as well at this point. Again, I did a whole episode about cover art for your podcast. Episode 55. Go and listen to that if you want the full lowdown, but more basic highlights for you. Your podcast cover art serves more than one purpose and that's really important for you to remember because not only does it need to stand out on the podcast platforms against the podcasts you're in the same categories as, but it's also what you'll be sharing on social media quite often. There are various tech specs that you need to get right to be listed on Apple Podcasts and don't worry about the others because most of the others just go, yeah, what, what Apple say, just, just make sure you do that. Yeah, because it would be daft to have it all on different ones. The specs are listed on Apple's website. Have a look and go and find them. But to make life really easy for us, Canva has a template for the right pixel size for your podcast cover art. So, and you know, I don't need an excuse to go wild in Canva. Go wild in Canva designing your podcast cover art. Apple Podcasts will reject your podcast when you submit it for the first time if you don't get this right. So save yourself some faff time and get it right the first time around. You're best keeping any design simple and easy to read. Think about all the places people are going to be seeing your podcast art cover. The thumbnails on podcast apps on your phone are not very big. So the information still needs to be clear. People are scrolling as well. You want them to stop at your podcast and go, oh, what's that? I tend to keep information on my cover art to a minimum. The podcast name, whatever logo I've gone with. And if you're going to use a photo, that's it. That's all all I would put. You can add your name if you think there's room and it's not part of your podcast name. And yeah, just have a bit of fun with it. Bold colours, but not horrific. (laughs) Does that make sense? I'm glad it does. So there you go. That's your technical practicalities ticked off. No excuses now. We've got the mindset sorted. We've got the technical practicalities sorted. Boom. Done. Ready to go. But if you really need to hold yourself accountable, the best thing you can do is set a date. 
and then not just set a date, tell people that date. And when I say tell people, I mean tell everybody, tell people that date that your podcast is going to be put out on and then go for it. In fact, I don't want you to just tell people. I want you to set that date and tell me the date because I will hold you accountable because I promise to listen out on release day. And if I can't find your podcast on the release day, you tell me, you you tell me is going to be happening, then I will be in touch. Don't think I won't. So now how do you want to get, how do you can get in touch with me? Well, the best thing of doing it is you can go on to LinkedIn. I am Charlotte Foster wearing a gorgeous mustard cardigan in my picture. And I'm also on Instagram. You can find me at Charlotte Foster Podcasts, where the cat is still more popular than me. But we always knew that, didn't we? Right. Look after yourself. I'll be back with you next week.